set your house in order. To set your house in order is, means that there's, there's a preparation that needs to be done. Because there's an event that's going to be taking place. It is something that we personally have, we, we have a personal responsibility regarding, is our house. And I want to begin and tell you this morning that the idea of setting the house in order is not about your death time. Now, we're all going to face that. But I don't think that that's the extent of what God is trying to say at least in my message this morning. But I believe what it is, is he wants us to recognize life's time limits. Life has time limits. It has time limits in its length and also in its boundaries. Its boundaries re Guarding life. The boundaries of life that we know that, number one, life expires. Time expires. In other words, it, an opportunity expires. Teach me to number my days that I might apply my heart to with wisdom. A consciousness about it, not the end of your life, but our spiritual life. The one verse that we read, Jesus, when he said, if the thief had known, or the, or the master of the house had no one. If he had been alert, they would not have suffered loss. They would have been prepared. They could have done something against it so that it wouldn't take place. So when he says, set your house in order, he's talking about, of course, you know, the affairs of life. Both the, the natural and the spiritual. We are a house, which includes our body. And there are both descriptions and prescriptions that relate to those aspects of life. Our body and our spiritual well-being. So, what does it mean to prepare your house spiritually? I think it means to set your house in order and measuring it by God's word, by God's will. 
It means to, to be completely ready. To be in a proper state. To be aware. If he had known. If he was aware. It's to take the affairs of life and set them in new alignment with the Father's will and the direction that He has for our lives. It, it is to correct, you know, what is wrong and engage in that which is right. We might use the word declutter. Life is busy. Life almost controls you and I. But when an event is about to happen, you prepare for that event. You must not get sidetracked. So, so we, we correct those things that, that don't fit. We declutter. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 says, Put away bitterness and wrath and anger and slander and malice and replace it with tenderness and kindness and forgiveness. Uh, that is uh, Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. You're welcome. It is a reorganizing or restructuring, a, 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 a reordering to prepare for something that's going to take place or an assignment. It's understanding the limits. Simply put, it's to prepare for Jesus. It's to examine our relationship with Him. That ultimate house. Whose house we are. It's really getting life right and when he says in Psalms 90, you know what I mean? Teach me. So he's saying that, that you know, there is, a, there is a time limit that needs to go into our thought process and our planning. Not just the end of life, but to number each day. So that at the end of that day, we can close the chapter of that 24-hour period and say, you know what I mean? There, there's, it's been a wise day. It's been a healthy day. It ends up, it ends up right. So it's preparing not just for in, the end of life, but it's preparing for the journey in life. 
The one neat thing about Hezekiah is that Hezekiah was a, he lived a righteous life. He was probably the, 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 the most God-centered king other than David. And he used that record of his life to appeal to God. To set your life in order is to, to set your priorities according to God's word. It has to do with your time. It has to do with your budget. It has to do with your goals. It has to do with your procedures and also your schedules. When it comes to exactness, one of the unique things about today is that we can, we can estimate our time of birth almost to the day. But Jesus says that there are two dates that you don't know and I don't know. And that's his coming and when life ends. But the application of applying wisdom is not the coming. Nor is it the end of death. You don't need wisdom. You need it before. I need wisdom for my days that I walk and I work before. And so that's the thing that to set our, our, our house in order... Thank you, Jesus. Preparing our house for that, for the Holy Spirit, for that outpouring. I'm still convinced that something good is about to happen. I am. I believe that God has always been and will always be up to something big. Because He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. How great Thou art. Making the Holy Spirit a very integral part of our living. I don't know when the enemy is coming except by the Holy Spirit. 
Now I must read the handwriting on the wall to my best ability, but sometimes I need someone to come in and help me read what it's what it says. As it happened in the Old Testament. We see a, I think it's not only a description, but it is a prescription of making the Holy Spirit an integral part of our lives. And that is, sometimes you have to wait on Him. Isaiah says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. He, he just covers every pace of life. It says in Acts 1-4 that there's also a, a, an attitude they were all with one accord in one place, and they were in prayer and supplication. This was no coffee meat. Now, they weren't just getting together to have coffee and tea. They had an objection and it was the Holy Spirit and I believe that there's a prophetic call to the church the church at large me as an individual you as an individual and this church as an identifiable body and I believe that the Holy Spirit is, is brooding just as she did at creation, or just as He did at creation. He, he's, he's searching for a place to go ahead and, and, and revisit. And I use the word revisit. For times of freshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. A redo. Amen? A revisit of His glory and His power. And it takes that in order to get our houses set in order. Because it was after the move of the Holy Spirit in connecting with the Word of God, that everything began to be set in order when it was chaos before. I believe that this brooding of the Holy Spirit is, has to do with rediscovering holiness. It's a word that we don't like to hear holiness. 
Well, it's hard to escape it because he calls himself a holy God. He doesn't call himself just a God. He calls himself a holy God. Now, there was a glory cloud that moved into the church. Probably, uh, let's see, I don't know exactly, 20 years ago, 25 years ago where there was a tremendous emphasis on the grace of God. I don't know if you remember it. You, you have lived in it, though. The grace of God, the grace of God. And, 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 and man, it's, it's so awesome. But then that grace of God became abused. Holiness was set aside. And it is a fact that they say it makes no difference if I sin. God doesn't mind. He doesn't see it as error. Paul wrote about it. They misused the grace of God. And so... God is not removing His grace. He's trying to add holiness. In the grace of God and that glory cloud that moved in, it, 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 now, it began to be fleshly-based performance more than Holy Spirit gifts. Where we want to make you feel comfortable and not convicted. I'm just telling you. God's calling. The church, the bride. To preparation, to setting in order. Whether for the bridegroom coming or for the revisit of that Holy Spirit. I don't use the, the events of COVID and, because, you know, things were bad before COVID, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. COVID didn't bring sin. Didn't bring it. It brought health problems, without a doubt. Brought separation at the same time, it even brought uniting. 
But a year of comeback is awaiting us. A year of comeback. A, and by year, again, it's not a time limit. One year. <laughs> but a moving of the Holy Spirit. Just as the resurrection power of Jesus Christ swept through the tomb of Lazarus. And it provided one of the greatest comeback stories in the history of man and in the book. God wants to sweep through his church. In there, in that setting where Lazarus was, Unbelief and doubt, lack of faith had invaded the hearts of the people, even the family members. They had established a time limit. The time limit was if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. God, if you would have just done it over here, we wouldn't be in this mess. But there, in that moment in time, the breath of God breathed new life. Not only in the life of Lazarus' body, but breathe new life into those sleeping and slumbering attenders. A picture of God's love. A picture of God's, you know, moving how much he loves people, and in particularly how much he loves the church. He's not going to sit idly and say it's too hard. No. It is it's that story I told you about the little boy that they were playing the game, and man came by and asked him, he said, you know, uh, what's the score? It's 18 to nothing. Who's winning? Points to them. He said, boy, aren't you discouraged? No. We haven't been up at the bat yet. Oh, I tell you, our God is an awesome God. He loves 18 to 1 or nothing. He loves to let you die so he can resurrect you. He doesn't just want to heal you. He wants to give you new life. The healing comes automatically when new life 
sets in. And let me point out to you this morning. We prepare, but we do not choose the time nor the hour in which God decides to raise Lazarus's from the dead. Or when he decides to go ahead and take away our slumber, you know what I mean, and give us an awakeness. He heard the news. Lazarus is sick. And he waited. We sometimes rush because of the emergency of the hour. And God waits because of the dynamic of the power. He waits and he gets the message Lazarus has died. He says, No, he's only sleeping. He's only sleeping. I like that report better than the other one. He stayed two more days, and then finally he went, and he said, it's time. Oh, church. God's saying, it's time. We're going to go to Lazarus' tomb. We're going to go to Judy, Judea. It's time. I don't know, I hope you do, but there is a stirring. There is an awakening and there is a faith that is, that is you know, just leaping inside of me. And I know it's the Holy Spirit. Because after this many years, you kind of get acquainted with it. And I don't say that pompously. Did I not say that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Well, when he died, the glory left. No. The glory didn't leave. The glory was just coming. There is an awakening. 
though our eyes have been dim and our ears have been dull in hearing and our hearts have been distracted. Anybody identify with that? There's an awakening. There's an awakening. I believe that the spiritual realm is responding to the groanings that's been taking place in the earth. And the hunger that has been rising up in people's lives, desiring a move of the Holy Spirit. See, church, it's a, it's a world that's hard to be understood, but Paul wrote and said that the whole earth is groaning and travailing, waiting. And God is just has to wait on the church to it get into groaning and intercession and prayer and hunger and thirst. There's an old song that says, I've had it all, but what I need is more of you. It's so simple, but yet, you know, so difficult. Just because this old natural man, he likes to sleep. He likes his slumber. Now know that when I start talking about holiness, I'm not talking about a bunch of do's and don'ts. So I want to encourage us this morning and let you know That God has heard your prayer. Amen. I remember that message by Tony Campolo. It's Friday. Sunday's coming. Yeah, church. We just have to make it from Friday to Sunday. Jesus showed up on the fourth day. One of the reasons that he waited till the fourth day is because of the belief system of the culture. They believed that the spirit of man stayed around for three days. And then the fourth day, he's really dead. 
She really did. Mark, you want to come? I've heard your prayer. What does he want? He wants, he wants our hearts fixed on him through two things, and not the only things, but through intimacy, intimacy, that is fellowship. Intimacy is a tough word to use today uh, because of the connotation that it, you know, carries with it, but I think you can handle it. And unrelenting obedience. Unrelenting obedience. Why is this so important? Because we don't want to miss our holy moment. Did I not tell you that if you would believe you would see the glory of God. Did I not? What's important there? Believe. 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 Is it possible to miss that holy moment? There seems to be, you know, a possibility. I'm not saying it's easy to miss it. But for For three years, Jesus tried to get the attention of the Jews with regarding himself. Three years. And finally he said, the time limit's up. in the book you've missed it you've missed it we have not missed it okay all right the opportunity here's what it says in Luke 19:42. if you had known even especially in this your day the things that make for your peace but now they are hidden from our eyes it wasn't that they weren't available but they couldn't see them and when you can't see it, you can't reach for it. 
the good news is, is that he said that the Holy Spirit is arriving at Lazarus' tomb. What we discover is God is the one that determines the time. We prepare. He's the one that states the day and the time. Isn't it an interesting story with Jacob? This rascal. He's a rascal. He spent his life conniving. He was very successful in his conniving. He was the envy of even his father-in-law. When he wanted to leave his father-in-law, his father, no, 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 stay, 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 stay. You know, the Lord is with you. when he came to the end of, end of himself he got a hold of God and, and listen he got a hold of God he got a hold of God the angel of the Lord wanted him to let go I gotta I'm out of here no I'm not letting go until you bless me Hallelujah. That's wanting the blessing, isn't it? Hallelujah. And he, he had an idea what the blessing was, and it was so important to him that he said, I'm, I'm not going to let it go. You've got blessings coming. You just need to understand how important they are and, and hang on. I'm not going to let you go until stand with me this morning we need to have anticipation because it's the character of faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, anticipation. We need to be united. They were all in one accord in one place. Gotta be agree in agree. Agreement. Set your affections in order. That's what it is. It's our affections. Hmm? We will do uh, how great thou art. Yeah, we'll do that. That's, that's, that's great. That's great.
who is it that shows up? That's what you got to give, church. There's no man that carries these things on his coattail. There's no man that brings revival. He can inspire, but only Jesus. Only the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he wants to show up. He wants to show up. Well, he's already here this morning, in fact, is. He's here right now. He's here right now. The time limits. We must be conscious and aware of it. There's a time. Amen? Ecclesiastes 3, I believe it is. There's a time. It would have been last. See. Not yesterday, Saturday, but the Saturday before. We were having prayer here, and the Lord said, I'm preparing a table. It was. was no doubt in my heart what he was saying. And he emphasized that he was preparing. I'm preparing. And he said, you're not sitting at it yet. The table that you have right now is a table that he prepared before, but he's preparing another one. It's not here yet, but it's in preparation. But he guarantees that you will sit down at that table. I'm not talking about the marriage supper of the Lamb now. That's after this life. I'm talking about a table that He's preparing for His church at large. And a table that we're are able to pull a chair up to right here Bible Center Church. Amen. If you believe, you will see Amen.
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Dismissed this morning in Jesus' name.